Hi, Rebels. This Financial Literacy Month, Rebel Girls teamed up with Greenlight, the debit card and money app for families, to bring you everything you need to be smart with your money and to build healthy habits that last a lifetime. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to make smart choices with every penny, whether you're saving for something special or learning to invest. Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life. Ten-year-old Dolly held the microphone tightly in her hand. She was used to singing in church, but this was different. This was Dolly's first time on the radio. In the studio, the air felt electric. Dolly gulped, knowing folks from all over Tennessee would be tuning in. On cue, her uncle strummed the guitar just like they'd practiced. As she moved to the rhythm, the stars on the red vest her mama made refracted the light. And when Dolly sang into a real microphone, whoo-wee did her heart race. Her voice sounded bigger and more important than ever. Dolly couldn't help breaking into a huge grin, showing off her dimples and sparkling blue eyes. As she finished her song, her cheeks flushed red as cherries. For the first time, Dolly knew who she really was. Turning to her uncle, Dolly said, I'm going to be a star, ain't I? I'm Ingrid Andress, and this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, Dolly Parton, country music singer, songwriter, actress, and honest to goodness national treasure. Life didn't start out easy for little Dolly Rebecca Parton. For one thing, she was born the fourth of 12 kids, six boys and six girls. Her daddy was a tobacco farmer and her mama stayed home with the kids. They didn't have electricity or running water in their three-room Tennessee mountain home, but they had a porch bathed in afternoon sunlight and fresh evening air that danced with fireflies. And there was music. Every Saturday night, Dolly's family gathered round the battery-operated radio that tuned in to the live show at the Grand Ole Opry, the biggest stage in country music. In the silence of the countryside, the broadcast seemed like a whole other world. Swinging a tin can like a microphone, Dolly imagined she was on that famous stage too. Dolly loved singing in church, and she even wrote down ideas to turn into her own songs. But being on the radio seemed like a wild dream, especially when life was so busy at home. Dolly's mama was pregnant again and had promised that this baby would be Dolly's to care for. She could hardly wait. Dolly watched her mama's belly get bigger, 
knowing that pretty soon she'd be singing lullabies and cuddling with a new brother or sister. But tragically, Dolly's little brother Larry died just a few days after he was born, and the Parton house turned upside down with grief. It took a long time for Dolly's family to find joy again. They had to figure out how to pick up the pieces together. One day, as Dolly hummed a tune, she noticed the sun leaking into their home, the air growing a wee bit lighter. Gradually, they learned how to live with their grief. Dolly began to see how music was a way for her to process some of her hardest emotions. When she sang, she could truly open up her heart and let it all out. Which leads us back to that day in the radio studio, with Dolly crooning next to her uncle, charming everyone who was listening. After their radio debut, Dolly and her uncle started getting more gigs. Driving from one town to the next, her uncle would tap on the steering wheel while Dolly belted out lyrics. Singing and joking with the windows down, they had a wonderful time. Then, when Dolly was 13 years old, they were invited to play at the one and only Grand Ole Opry, that same stage that once seemed so far away. That night, legendary country musician Johnny Cash introduced Dolly to the crowd. As she sang, she conjured memories of home. Butterflies dancing in the field, rainbows blooming in the sky, and the little baby brother who would have been hers. She was proud of her roots, and her voice quivered with emotion. After three encores, Dolly knew that the stage would be her second home. That night, she found a way to share her whole life, the good and the bad, the triumphant and the tough. In 1964, just one day after she graduated high school, Dolly left home to become a star. As the bus ambled from country roads to city streets, Dolly felt larger than life. But when she exited the bus in Nashville, Dolly was shocked. Cars whizzed, horns honked, and men stared. Suddenly, five-foot-tall Dolly felt small again. There was no time to lose, though. She knew she had to push through her worries and get to work. So, Dolly picked up a suitcase in one hand and a guitar case in the other. She blew back her blonde curls and set out to make her way. Now, success didn't come overnight. Dolly toiled away as a secretary to pay the bills and often didn't have enough money to even buy food. But, as she likes to say, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain. Despite all the hardship, there was still magic in those early days. Like when she met Carl Dean in front of the wishy-washy laundromat. Handsome in his big old truck, she was smitten and he was bowled over, 
It didn't take long for him to propose marriage and for her to say yes. I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends. Pretty cool, am I right? IF is so much fun with lovable fuzzy giants and bright new galaxies. It stars Kaylee Fleming as B, a girl who discovers that she can see everyone else's ifs. Meanwhile, Cal, played by Ryan Reynolds, can also see ifs. Together, they team up and go on a magical adventure to reconnect forgotten ifs with their kids. If is from the brilliant mind of writer-director John Krasinski. It also stars John Krasinski, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and Steve Carell, just to name a few. It celebrates the incredible power of curiosity and creativity, and it's definitely a laugh-out-loud adventure for the whole family. If comes out in theaters starting May 17th and is guaranteed to knock your socks off. What? Oh, Penelope says she wears two pairs of socks at all times. Also, that imaginary friends get limitless refills on popcorn. So join us in the theater on May 17. Bring your imaginary friends too. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Success in love came quick, but her career took time. Some people said Dolly was too pretty to be taken seriously, which was a laugh because she was whip smart. Dolly decided to have fun with her looks and really get people's attention. She started wearing big blonde wigs and put on a lot of makeup. She chose clothing that emphasized her curvy body, and in 1966, she released the song Dumb Blonde about being underestimated for her good looks. Dumb Blonde became Dolly's first song to hit the Billboard Hot Country Singles chart. The next year, in 1967, she had two windfalls. She released her first album and then landed a job as the girl singer on the number one country music TV show. Back in those days, country music stars were mainly men and it was almost exclusively men calling the shots. Dolly couldn't believe her luck. This was one of the best jobs a female singer could get. By 1973, 
Dolly had been a part of 22 albums and spent seven years on TV. More and more, though, she was getting fed up with her job on the show. She felt like she was being used just to make the host look good. Dolly was so much more than just big hair and a pretty face. She deserved to be her own boss. One day, in the wee hours of the morning, as the fire crackled in the fireplace, Dolly sat down on the sofa and pulled the guitar close. In the other room, her husband Carl was sleeping. No surprise, it was 3 a.m. Dolly never needed much sleep. She took every opportunity to write. Always scribbling ideas on napkins and bills, Dolly had a lot to say. And her lyrics were deep. Emotions like shame, depression, and guilt were rarely talked about. But Dolly wanted people to know that they weren't alone having these feelings. This was one of many reasons fans adored her. With Dolly's lyrics to guide them, they never felt alone. Maybe there was some magic in the air that early morning, or some secret rhythm in the spark of the fire. But in just a few hours, while everyone else slumbered, Dolly wrote two songs that would change her life dramatically. One song, Jolene, was about jealousy. It quickly became a hit and inspired artists all over the world to play their own versions of its catchy tune. The other song was called, I Will Always Love You. It was her way of saying goodbye to her powerful boss at the TV show. The lyrics were heartbreakers. Oh, I do wish you joy, and I wish you happiness. But above all this, I wish you love. As the sun came up, Dolly looked out the window and prayed her words would help him understand that she needed to leave. The next year was 1974. Both songs were released on the same album. The song, Jolene, reached number one on the country music charts. And I Will Always Love You helped grant Dolly's wish. Because of that song, her boss gave his blessing for her to leave the show. Dolly was finally free to strike out on her own. Little did Dolly know what surprises her creative freedom would bring. In the 1970s, she put out 16 more albums on her own. And in 1980, Dolly was invited to take a trip from Nashville to Hollywood. Dolly was asked to play one of the lead roles in an upcoming movie called Nine to Five. Nine to Five was a comedy about three bold women getting back at a boss who treated them unfairly. Dolly took the part on one condition. She would act in the film as long as she could write the theme song. This would turn out to be a smart bargain. Dolly loved joking with her co-stars and having her ideas heard. Life felt extra sunny in Hollywood. One day, on set, Dolly tapped her long nails against each other. The sound reminded her of something. A typewriter! And just like that, Dolly had the start of a very catchy theme song. 
Dolly's debut in 9 to 5 earned her nominations for singing, songwriting, and acting. With 13 more films to come, her trophy case would fill to the brim. In 1986, Dolly turned her focus to giving back. She knew firsthand how tough life could be and was determined to bring joy to those in need. First, she helped build a theme park called Dollywood. The park brought tourists, jobs, and fun to the Smoky Mountains. Dolly was tickled. Then, in 1995, inspired by her daddy's inability to read and write, she set up the Imagination Library to encourage a love of reading and give out free books to kids. The library keeps growing and donates two million books a month globally. As Dolly has gotten older, she only gets more fabulous and creative. She makes music, movies, and magic for old and new fans alike. She's won just about every award a performer can get and is the first artist to have hits on the Hot Country Songs chart in each decade since the 1960s. She was even inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dolly also makes sure to speak out for causes that feel important to her, like gender equality and gay rights. She wants everyone to feel loved and respected. And it shows. Wherever she goes, Dolly has a dedicated and diverse fan base that would follow her to the moon. For them, there is just one word that means singer, songwriter, actor, entrepreneur, philanthropist, poet, and golden-hearted optimist. Woo-wee! You guessed it, it's Dolly. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It's based on the book series, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Ingrid Andress. It was produced and directed by Haley Dapkis with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. This story was written by Mary Bergstrom and edited by Abby Schur. Fact-checking by Joe Radigan. The executive producer was Joy Smith. The original theme music was composed and performed by Eletra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel! Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels. Did you know there's a whole world of Rebel Girls to explore? Go to rebelgirls.com slash more to check out our latest books, t-shirts, crafting kits, and, well, more. Visit rebelgirls.com slash more. Until next time, stay Rebel.